What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind, no sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Behind the Gorilla. We're back after, uh, I'm not sure how long off, uh, a few weeks off, and um, yeah, more more wrestling to talk about, Harris. A good amount. I'll tell you how long it's been. Last time we recorded an episode, uh, Cody Rhodes still worked for AEW, so sorry, everyone, we blew it. We, we took our foot off the gas and took a couple weeks off, and Cody said, well, then what's the point? And, and he left. Uh, we're not proud of that. It's going to be real weird when Stardust comes out and challenges Roman Reigns the night after WrestleMania, but we, we accept full responsibility. Oh, can you even imagine? Oh, I was hoping man. he'd show up in the I dude, we this is we talked about this. We had it all figured out. We were like, yeah, Ted DiBiase Jr. is gonna come out as Stardust. It Maybe that's awesome. what Cody heard. Cody heard that and was like, Nope, nobody's gonna be Stardust except for me. <laughs> that would be oh. amazing though. They here's the thing, you could tell interesting stories with Stardust. They just had you no could. interest in doing that. I don't know. You wanna just talk about that? Will it will it creep into the rest of the episode or do you want to just talk about it right up front? Mm, we might as well just talk about it right up front. OK, here, full full disclosure. I am not watching any wrestling at the moment. Um, <laughs> par, par, part of it is timing. This is literally the busiest month mm -hmm. of the entire year for me um, from about middle February till about the middle of March. And so that that's a big part of it. Um, it's also just complete lack of interest. Um, I haven't watched WWE since AEW started, really, even kind of going before then. I think maybe I've watched five mm -hmm. shows total in like three years. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not getting any better. So there's no interest there. Uh, and AEW has totally lost my interest over the past mm, two months or so. It's been off and on for a better part of a year and a half, but uh, it's pretty much fully lost my attention, really. Um, it's it's one of those, it's just like too, too many, too, too many. Like before it was like, okay, this is good, and then this dumb thing happened. Ah, that, that's frustrating, this, but you know, it's still good. But that's happened so much now that the good wrestling matches that they're still putting on just isn't enough for me to be that interested with how much they're ruining any sort of storytelling. Um, and it's gotten a lot worse over the past couple of months, especially with this, the, the punk MJF feud might, might've been the thing that, that did it. Um, which is a shame because there's a lot of good stuff that's happening in the feud. I think even now, and they're going to do a dog collar match, at Revolution, which I'm sure will be fun. But it's getting to the point where it's like if MJF loses, this whole feud is worthless. 
Like, I'm sorry, it just is. That's the mm-hmm. way they're booking things where it's like, okay, you have one right decision here. And if you don't do it, you've ruined it. And it's hard to watch stuff when that's the case because then you're not watching it for the match or the feud. You're just watching it to see if they don't screw it up. And that's just not that fun at this point. And that's been what it's been over the past year almost, I feel like, with every good feud they've done. You're like, okay, this is good. And then they'll do something. You're like, ah, that's not a great idea. Maybe they can fix it. Oh, don't ruin it. And then they'll ruin it. And you're just like, it's just gotten, it's just hard to care at some point. It's like boy who cried wolf kind of thing where you're just like, I'm not invested anymore. Cause when the investment is just don't ruin it, that's not fun. That's the way we've been watching WWE for the past five years, (laughs) you know? So do you think, I mean, I assume like Cody leaving is probably a big straw in that camel's back where you're like, okay, well then what? Like if that, like that, he seems like getting there. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off midstream then. Okay. Go on. Go on. So, okay. So again, and it's been over the last few months really that this has kind of been a thing. So then all of a sudden you get the thing with Cody leaving, you know, come out, coming out, that comes out of nowhere. Wow. Um, wow. Literally, like if there was a Mr. AEW, it's Cody Rhodes. Um, you know, if, if you had said the last person that would ever leave the company, it mm-hmm. would have been Cody Rhodes. And so I and again, I haven't been watching AEW, so I kind of am out of the loop of all of that. You know, to a degree. And mm-hmm. so I'm looking up stuff the other day. Well, it turns out um, Cody has not been in charge of any booking now for I don't know how long, mm-hmm. but I got the a, impression a period of time other than other than probably his own. Like he can probably maybe do his own although stories, with stuff like that bullcrap TNT thing with Sammy Guevara, it doesn't seem like he was much in charge of that with how <laughs> terrible that was handled. Um. So it, uh, yeah, it's again, I I was reading an article and it just, it said that, um, and I'm not sure when necessarily the timetable is, but it just, it fits so perfectly. Like Tony Khan is the only booker right now. He's Mm -hmm. the complete head of creative. Mm-hmm. Like fully in, I'm sure, you know, I'm, I, you know, other people are, are booking stuff too, but he is in full control of yeah. the booking, which He's the Cody yes Rhodes, man, the yes or no yeah, man, which Cody Rhodes used to have some sort of authority in that. Now I'm not sure what to, what degree, you know, who, who knows, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. at some point he had a level of that. Yeah. Um, he was, he was part of that and has not been now for a, uh, again, I don't know how long is just an article I was reading that just said that, but it totally makes sense. It makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like two, three months ago because mm. the whole product. And again, this is without me knowing any of this, yeah. just watching the show. And like, I'm losing all interest in this with the way it's being booked. They're not telling any stories. It's just big match. Here it is. 20 minute long, epic you know, 
last man standing or something like that's like the whole show on like regular TV, like every other week mm-hmm. with a, a one or two week build. And it's like, yeah, this is this epic match and these competitors are great. And so in theory, this is a good match, but I don't care because there's no stakes that were built into it. Right. And that's been the formula now for several months. And, uh, the only kind of long-term term story is this MJF punk thing, really. I mean, there's a few stories that have been going on, but mm-hmm. maybe off and on, maybe not super consistently. And it just seems like the way the booking, the way Rhodes had normally had stuff booked is not there. And uh, so it's just funny. When I, when I read that, I was like, that makes total sense. <laughs> I realized this without even knowing it, that, you know, the, the person who thinks the way most wrestling fans, I guess not nowadays, you can't say that, but the way old, I guess you have to say old school wrestling fans enjoy wrestling is, is not in the process anymore. And it's now this little kid, Tony Khan, who's, you know, has just full control of everything and no one to keep him in check, which is what we've complained about before in the past (laughs) of what certain things feel like there's not an adult in the room who's like, wait a minute that that just cause that's a fun idea. doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's a good idea. Well, and I'll tell you that. And I, I, I think you're doing a really, I think you're pretty much nailing everything. I can chip in with a little bit more, but I just want to say like, it's, it's one thing. Cause we've talked about this before, like nitro famously, like Eric Bischoff's job was to get the TV ratings up. Mm-hmm. And if the pay-per-view sold well, great. But like that wasn't their business model. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan is booking this like a guy who primarily cares about TV ratings, yes. which is fine. Yep. The problem that I have with it, because I actually this weekend I went back and I rewatched that uh, Goldberg Hogan match. Nice. Because I had watched the Elimination Chamber and I was like, ah, oh, man, a fun <laughs> Goldberg match. When was the last time they had one of those? It's been 30 years. But I went back and watched <laughs> it. and It was great. And it was really exciting. Because, like you said, it felt like a big deal. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still watching AEW as much as I can. I am excited for this pay-per-view. Like, I'm into it. But the problem we consistently both identify here is that they're just kind of stumbling around. And they will present these great matches to you. And listen, this is not the worst problem in the world. But, like, they present these huge matches to you. And they're starting to not feel that huge. Yep. Because they don't have, like consistent week-to-week storytelling in place things just kind of get scattered around yep and it's it's okay i don't i don't hate it and i'm still following it like i said all this other stuff i'm still excited but it's not as good as it could be and you do feel like in the early days cody rhodes had a slightly better sense of like okay over the next month we're gonna do this over the next two months we're gonna do this and then in the third month like this will happen at the pay-per-view this will happen at the pay-per-view and this will set up the next it doesn't feel like any of that's really Mm. happening no and 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 i think that's a good point because you can definitely argue that and which is the thing that bischoff talks about a lot is like this is a you know we were a television company not a wrestling company and that's the way you know that was where the priority was and it was less than the pay-per-view the problem is Wrestling has been ingrained now. It Look, wrestling back in the day was about touring. It was about mm. the shows every day in a different town. And, you know, you had whatever territory and whatever loop that you did, and you were in the same towns every month. Mm-hmm. And it was more about 
that. It was more about the show. And then TV was basically advertising. You'd have mm. one or two whatever squash matches. And that was kind of, you know, it's in, in, in promos. And then when the pay-per-view model came around, it still kept with that a little bit with the territory thing. But it became more about also building up to this event. Mm-hmm. So you had a kind of a shift in the way stories were able to be told. And that's been the model of wrestling ever since. The problem is like that. So you can have it as a TV show where, where you focusing on the shows and you want to make the big events happen on the shows and all. And that's, that's fine. Like I, I get that where the pay-per-view mm-hmm. isn't necessarily the end all be all financially of the company. The problem is if you have no place to go and you're just booking stuff on a whim every week, there's no way to build anything. Mm-hmm. So even if the pay-per-view isn't necessarily your end-all be-all, you got to have a roadmap to some sort of pathway. Mm. Like even a television show, t- TV seasons, they're they're constantly moving in a direction to a series finale. Not necessarily yeah. a pay-per-view, but there's still a story that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And so even if you're not end-all be-all pay-per-view, it still is a nice little marking point to constantly have a storyline and then reset things and have a storyline reset. And just that Mm -hmm. model is wrestling. Say what, you know, say what you will, unless you're like a a lower end company where for them it's, it's touring again. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's again, and that's fine. That's a different model. But when you have a national weekly show, you can't just do that. And they're booking it like that. It's like we've talked about with the Young Bucks. It's now like the whole AEW is the Young Bucks and not necessarily match type, but like I like uh, goal oriented where it's just we're going to put on these great matches every week. I mean, sure. I mean, like you said, there's worse thing. You know, it could be worse, but that's not a very successful television plan. The Young Bucks style of booking, tell me if you disagree with this, is basically – you're right. I, 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 I agree with you. It feels like when – and maybe we're reading too much into this. Who knows? But like when Cody was there and had more sway backstage, there was this balance between like a very old school Dusty Rhodes booking style and the Young Bucks like – Here's the newest episode of Being the Elite. We make a couple inside jokes and references to Dave Meltzer and then have a really crazy match. Like there was a yin and a yang there. And now the whole show is kind of more in that Young Bucks philosophy where there's going to be like winks and nods or like next week or this week. But that's it, if that makes sense. Like there doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like there's a lot more substance or I agree long term planning there because you can have a TV show that works as like a traditional episodic thing, but it feels like we're at a point where like, there's no flow. Like every episode of dynamite feels vaguely important and the pay-per-views feel slightly more important, but there isn't any real sense of scale to anything that's happening. Maybe we're the only two people who feel this way. We are. That's the problem. That's the other problem. We are. We are about the only people. The internet wrestling community as a whole has no issue with this in any way, shape, or form. Like, this is what they want, and it's what they like. Yeah. And I'll give – I mean, and it could be worse. And I will say this. I WWE's calendar for all the flaws in that company 
WWE's year has a flow to it. Yeah. They have managed to establish in my own brain. Like I'm, I'm watching WrestleMania 22 on Peacock right now. Cause I got that itch again, man. I watched the rumble and it was okay. And I watched elimination chamber and it was, okay. I didn't watch elimination chamber. I watched two matches of elimination chamber and they were okay. <laughs> we can talk about those in a second if you want, but like, I got the itch again, man. I'm like, okay, it's wrestling playoff time. Like, let's go. There's going to be, you know, it's time. And AEW doesn't have a feel. It just kind of exists. And there's worse things you could be as a wrestling promotion. But, yeah, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. And you're like, yeah, I just haven't followed it. I, I get it. Yeah, it's just and, – and again, I mean, even looking at the Revolution match card, which, I mean, that's kind of what the show is. We're going to talk about Revolution – it's yeah, like there's I mean, a bunch catch of catch up and yeah, revolution. Yeah. There's a bunch of great stuff on there. But, but and even the, some of the stuff that maybe has been kind of built up decently, it's it's not a ton. And this is the mm. other problem with mm. AEW. There's another problem and not just the booking. They're signing way too many people. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's the other problem. You can't yep. have flow because people aren't on the show every week. Because there's not time. They don't have enough time. You, They have three hours of wrestling. And Rampage doesn't really even count. Because they really don't care about Rampage. Um, they, they pretend to. And they'll put on good matches and stuff. But they don't really care that much. Um, I mean, it's an hour long show. It's hard to do much with that. But they have so little actual time. And they're signing constant people. And it's just, I don't understand. I, I don't, I honestly don't get it. It's, it's, and that makes it hard to care about anybody well, too. Cause you're like, oh, oh, I care about this. Oh no. Now this person's here. Oh, okay. We care. About, oh, now this person's yep. here. And now they've already forgotten about that. When well, is Alistair Black done a thing? Nothing. He, he's one of the few that they've been, I mean, I don't know if they've been, they have a plan, but he's been on TV almost every week. Doing what? Uh, having spooky matches. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> it's just, I, well, here's, here's what I think it is. I mean, I think this is, this is a pro and a con for, so, <laughs> it's a pro and a con for Tony Khan. Oh, nice. there's a talk show in there somewhere. That's very good. Um, is that he books the show like a fan. Yes. Which is like, that's why most people like it. Cause he yep. is, and this is to his credit. He is interested in giving people what they want as yes, opposed to taunting you with the prospect of what you want and then being like, no, actually, we're going to put the belt on Bobby Lashley or whatever. Like he right. doesn't he doesn't mock you for watching his show, which is nice, but he books like a kid in the sense that he doesn't really have like a plan for the year or for the quarter mm-hmm. or for the next six months. Like it's all just kind of flying around. So here's and we'll we'll talk about this more as we go through the card. But like I pulled up the card, there's some good exciting stuff on this card. The problem yeah. I have with this card is I have to sit down and explain to myself why most of these things are exciting because most of what we've been presented with on television is not like compelling build. No, you know what I mean. At with, all. I'll say one exception, but we can talk about that more as we get to it. It's it's all just kind of happening, and I guess that's fine. I don't know. I'm not saying like you have to have like, you know, yeah, every single thing doesn't have to have this big long term long term story behind it. Well, like, it, it doesn't. doesn't have to be like Eddie Kingston made Chris Jericho eat his own dog. So now they're going <laughs> to fight. But like <laughs> you can have like a straight New Japan like pro sports style show 
and also give me some sense of anticipation for the big show. And yeah. having, you know, random throwaway multi-man matches for the multi-man match at the pay-per-view doesn't really do it. There's only a few matches on this card that I feel like we've really been driving to for a long time and that feel earned. Right. And and that's been the case with the past year and a half of pay-per-views, mm. which has mm-hmm. been the problem. You have three months, four months, whatever, to build up a pay-per-view and you just don't. They just – they they – Treat it with the same amount of build as like a regular episode right. of Dynamite. Because they, they make so many episodes of Dynamite big events, which in theory is a good idea. When you only do four pay-per-views, it is a good mm-hmm. idea to pepper in a handful of quote-unquote special shows. Like, I get that. Especially with the way wrestling fans are conditioned to having a pay-per-view every month. Like, I, I get mm-hmm. it. But the problem is they do it too often and they do it last minute all the time. Like, they'll just be like, next week is Beach Bash. And you're like, exactly. wait, what? Like, one week? Like, that's it? If it was like, you know, three, four weeks ahead of that, all right, sure. But that's not, that's not what they do. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah, so, I don't know. I've just lost most of my interest, and it makes a whole lot of sense, because... Chris, because uh, Cody Rhodes is no longer involved and there's clearly not an adult in the booking process, really. And and there's plenty of people there. Like, there's plenty of people working backstage that are legitimate old school, you know, people. Um, Like, you know, you have, you know, the Arn Andersons, I would assume. You have the Jerry Lynn's, the Dean Malenko's, like all these people that are there. Um. But I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like there's enough people that truly understand the wrestling business in this company for it to be as bad as it is. You know, you have you have Jericho, the people we've trusted, the Jerichos, the punks, the the, the Cody Rhodes. It's like that's even that's the part that's even more frustrating. It's not like you have a bunch of, you know, young, brand new people or whatever. Like you have established people that know what they're doing. And they're also not doing it. Mm. So that's the weird, that's the weird part. Yeah. It's, it's just strange. I mean, even this punk MJF feud, it's like, yeah, it's been good. And there's been stuff that's been great, but it's still, do you feel like MJF is any bigger of a star now? I, than he was? so I here don't. is where you and I are going to disagree a little bit, mainly with this feud, but also just in temperament folks. I don't know if you've been listening to this. For a while, you might have picked up on the fact that Mark and I are uh, different tempered people. Is that a good way to put it? I'm a lot more here's, – here's what it is, and I never thought about it. Harris is too forgiving. About AEW. Harris is an apologist. Say, That's why. I was going to say optimistic, right, because I like to like the thing that I'm watching. So I'm going to come up with a reason to like it if I want to like it. No, but like this is the one feud – that genuinely feels like, and I'm, you know, I'm watching a bunch of old wrestling feuds and matches this week and like things that feel significant now, 20 years on. This feels like that, provided, and you hit on this yourself, provided that MJF wins this match on Sunday. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, then you're right. This is another botched AEW feud. Mm-hmm. And, and, and on paper, it doesn't necessarily seem that way because the argument is Punk is still top you know, top of the line main event guy, mm-hmm. which is true. Uh, but 
I do think when you're gone for that long period of time and are 40, you know, 45, I don't know how old mm. punk is early forties. I would assume something like that. Yeah. Like um, 41, 42. Yeah. 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 It, it, I feel like you, I don't know. I don't, it's hard. To, I don't really know how to explain it because in theory, it shouldn't matter if punk wins this. Because it's not like he's the part-timer who's 50 coming back and, you know, and he's been there for, you know, several months back now. Like, it's not mm -hmm. the same, but it still feels like that. Mm -hmm. And and also, if 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 it hadn't happened to MJF like three times in a row, it mm -hmm. wouldn't be as big of a deal either. That's mm -hmm. the other, that's the other mm -hmm. issue, I feel like. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's hard to even explain in any way that doesn't feel nitpicking. But it just seems like if they do it again with MJF, it's you're just it's just not a good idea. At a certain point, it becomes a pattern. You're yeah, right. and, and they're going to do it because they already gave him the win. Like that's the problem. I, they gave we'll they gave MJF the non-factor win on Dynamite again, like they did with Jericho, and then they're gonna he's gonna lose the big finale again. I just think they ha – I mean you're right. and this is me being optimistic again. I just – like we talk about it every week and maybe we're the only two people who feel this way. But I keep thinking they have to know that if MJF has another big passionate feud against the respected veteran and comes up short in the last match of the feud, then he's done. Like they have to know that. That's what I keep assuming. Like if he goes out with Punk and they have a barn burner of a match – and he wins, and dare I say it, wins without even having to cheat. And I don't even think stops, you need that. But then we've like you got a great, like yeah. maybe one of AEW's first great feuds, and it's such a clear slam dunk for how to do this. Mm -hmm. But and we don't have to go through this dynamite beat for beat because I only watch some of it, and we have a lot of other stuff to talk about. But did you see the promo he cut on this week's dynamite? Uh, no, but I read about it. Apparently, he did like an uber serious thing. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's what I've it's heard. It's genuinely great. And you watch it and you're like – and Punk comes out because I heard it was a great promo. But I hadn't watched it either and I assumed like, oh, OK. He does a really good version of his heel promo. And he came out and talked completely sincerely for like 10 minutes about how crappy his life was and how much he loved pro wrestling and wanted to be a pro wrestler and all of the kids in his school picked on him because he was a Jew, even though he was trying to play out, you know, be on the football team and all this stuff. He always wanted to be a pro wrestler. Like what's basically like a 90 percent babyface promo. And the reason mm -hmm. it's a heel promo is because CM Punk, you turned your back on us. You turned your back on me and I'm better than you and I'm going to make you pay, you know, yeah. like he turns it at the end. But it's genuine, man. And somebody he talks about this. He talks about being. Uh, in his dorm at college, having given up on the idea of being a wrestler. And, you know, he sees a picture on his phone of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan shaking hands, like in front of the WrestleMania sign. And that gives him this kick in the pants to drop out of school and go be a pro wrestler like he always knew he could be. And somebody, I don't know how they did this, but somebody found it. Like they went back to when that picture was taken and found MJF's Facebook page. And like 20-year-old MJF has posted this big, long paragraph about this photo. It would have been younger how inspiring than that. It is for him. Yeah, I, I don't remember the exact timeline. but the kid's like, like 24. Were like, 
That's true. He is only 24. I forgot about that. I'm thinking he's like our age. Oh, no. Man. But yeah, so they go and they find this picture and they're like, wait, like so much of that was real and completely sincere to the point where Punk comes out not to interrupt or talk trash or to say, I'll see you this Sunday. He gets in the ring without a mic and he's like, is that true? Are you are you serious? Like, are you messing with me right? And MJF just walks away. And Punk is like, whoa. Like, it's, it's genuinely this great, like, it, this feels like a terrible pun because that's a finishing move now, but it feels like a paradigm shift in the feud a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's re- it was really, really cool. And you yeah. can have MJF win this match and stay heel for like another, you know, however long you need him to be heel. But when he turns Always. face, you have that there. You have that DNA there. Yeah, I mean, until you have somebody else who can be close to as good as him and they don't. There's There's so much potential. And if they just do this match right and the right person wins – It'll genuinely be one of the best feuds in AEW, but sure, I, I get why you don't. You're not optimistic. Oh God, I'm just imagining CM Punk winning now. We're like, oh, we're just it's WCW two, like straight up. It just is. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay. No, well, we'll see. We'll we'll see. Yeah, that's the thing. And um, yeah, I mean the dog collar thing's interesting. That's fair. There hasn't been a ton mm-hmm. of those. It's different. Um, if AEW didn't do some big stipulation match every other show, it would be a much bigger deal. But um, yeah, the the promo of Punk was really dumb. I'm sorry because I've been watching it from two week the two weeks ago, which is when he's doing that. And his whole argument is, "Oh, a cage match won't work because MJF can still run away and Wardlow can get it." Like it was all the stuff, and I'm like, oh. now we're just trashing cage matches. Like, what is the point of this promo? I get are you making it like, oh, it needs to be this. But like, eh, you could have done it maybe a little bit better. You could have just been, you oh, could have just funny. come up there and just been like, look, MJF constantly is running away. He's not going to run away anymore. Boom. You know, and do it like that. And you're making a ton more sense. You over, yeah. you overcooked it a tiny bit, punk. But the, you That's know, the, the, the result was fine. Like the result is, is accurate. Like it makes sense. Story-wise, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Punk, you know, the whole story has been MJF constantly running away from punk. Dog collar match. Great idea. It really is. It, it fits perfectly story-wise. I think that's a really, really good idea. Um, and yeah, and, I, and it's interesting and different. That'll be fun. So I'm perfectly fine with all of that. I've liked the majority of the feud. <laughs> but it, yeah, if, if, if Punk wins, you're all retarded and this is awful. And you guys don't deserve anything. Sorry. I'm sorry. Just, it it's be, just it's that, it, it's, that's what we've come down to. It would be so funny. Like, not as a wrestling fan, but just objectively, if, like, two years from now we look back and it's, it's like, Cody Rhodes leaving was just what – it's just straight up WCW, too. Like, CM Punk, John Moxley, and Daniel Bryan are in a faction, and one of them holds the world title, and they just beat everyone. Like, mm-hmm. they just go full NWO with it. Yep. And it just all goes off and the Jericho. rails. I will say – so, I did – oh, I forgot about Jericho. Yes, of course. <laughs> so, I – I did not watch that episode, actually. I missed that. And then I saw Dog Collar match, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I think it'll be fine. It's not my favorite stipulation, but it'll be good. It has the potential to be really good. But if that isn't the best, like, encapsulation of AEW's booking problem, in a nutshell, like, oh, you thought you were going to be cute and clever and explain why a cage match doesn't work. And that's funny, because, like, haha, we all watch wrestling. We know, you know, cages don't keep people out. But now you've just, like in kayfabe destroyed any reason for anyone to ever have a cage match like yep. you've admitted that publicly 
Yep. And it kind of breaks the larger continuity of your show it's in favor of a thing. quick ha-ha line. It's promo 101, and that's why it's like this is what's been so extra frustrating with AEWs. All these people who are the best at these things are making these mistakes. Hmm. Like it's the pro- it's promo 101 of you don't call someone old and terrible because then when you lose to them, you're making yourself look bad. Like it's, it's like, that's, that's literally day one promo stuff. And that's exactly what punk did with that. And it's just, it's like, you guys are better than this. Mm. And you know, it, and you do know it. That's why it's so frustrating. (laughs) It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I got it. So looking I don't know. I guess wa- I almost want to kind of just go with it, uh, uh, down the card because I feel like That's we can literally... talk about a lot of this stuff as we go across yeah. the card. I was just about to say that. Let's go ahead and just go. Um, I've got the one on Wikipedia up, but I'll just I'll let you just okay. drive. Cause All right. So these are the matches are that are booked as of now. Nine wrestling matches are uh, booked as of now for uh, – uh, revolution, at least, at least according to this. Um, mm. so we have a six man match Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy versus Sam Guevara, Sting, and Darby Allen. Why is this happening? <laughs> it's just Sting and Darby Allen fighting a gang of Scooby Doo villains again. But why? Didn't, didn't, isn't, didn't Sam Guevara and Darby Allen just wrestle for the TNT title? Yeah, but you see, also Andrade wants the TNT title, so sure. they got a bit of a. Um, I don't know. Call me when the three of them have a triple threat for the TNT title. This will be right. Fine. That would make it's a lot more payday. sense. Like yeah. that. That would make sense in the context of what has happened over the last the few weeks. The They're gonna have it on Dynamite <laughs> the week after the pay per view. You're so right. <sighs> so again. Mm. That seems to me. Why is Matt Hardy involved in anything? Is Andrade with Matt Hardy? Is is that why is he part of in the Hardy family yeah, or like something? Yeah, barely. I don't. I don't understand that. Wait, what does? Okay, the acronym is AHFO. What is that? Is that literally like That's the Andrade, Andrade Hardy family office? That's yeah, terrible. It's got to be. Okay, I don't care about enough. the Hardy family office. I don't either. Um. All right, so I guess that part makes sense. I'm sorry, having Guevara and Darby Allen is dumb, especially when they just wrestled. I understand they're both baby faces, but, like, come on. Um, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, no six-man match really is all that interesting. Nope. So, you know, it. whatever. It'll be on the buy-in or the pre-show. Uh, Jericho, Eddie Kingston. I know this has been an actual feud that's been built up for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My only complaint is why did it start? Because uh, Eddie Kingston got Santana and Ortiz to leave, right? No, that I was... thought that happened after. Oh, I don't know. I thought I, – I mean I've been vaguely paying attention to this one. But like he I'm got... pretty sure the start of the feud was like J- Eddie Kingston accidentally interrupted Jericho's promo or something crappy like that. I'm pretty sure that's like what started now, it. Listen, I know that's dumb, but that is the kind of thing – like it's very believable that Jericho would want to fight a guy over that. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, they've built it fine since then. Like, again, the whole Santana mm-hmm. and Ortiz thing is good. Like, that's a good touch. I like that. But I don't think the start of it was like anything. 
Um, I didn't really notice the start of it. I didn't notice it until which it was like I think like that's a, kind of a problem with a feud. Uh, that's kind of the whole point. But, you know, it's that's fine. Like, those guys are good. I know they've been doing some good promos back and forth. And then and there's a real stake in there with the Santana and Ortiz. So that's mm. fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, Danielson Moxley. I, I know that's again, it's been pretty short. It's only been over the past, what, couple weeks. But mm. uh, that's fine. I don't know what the development is. The last I knew, Danielson was still trying to get Moxley to join him. So I don't I, I haven't seen exactly when that fell apart. Well, no. So it hasn't. I'm I'm pretty excited about this one. This is one that on paper and I think the the build has been fine. So what happened is Moxley came back out and he said, "Listen, I know you want to be a team and like run this company or whatever, but I'm not going to I'm not going to team with somebody that I haven't bled with first." Gotcha. And I thought he meant like, "Oh, let's be in a match together." I didn't know he meant like, "So I'm going to fight you." But that makes I I like that character decision in both directions. I like this heel Brian Danielson wanting to team up. Yeah. I like that Moxie's like, I'm going to fight you first and then I'll see what you're made of. And then I'll make up my mind. I really like that. I yeah. would be shocked. I heard somebody say this, like, I don't think Tony Khan is going to tease either having them fight or turn on one or, or team up and not give us both. Like, I bet they're going to fight. They're going to have a killer match. And at some point they're going to be in a team together. I, I I'm pretty excited for this. Sure. That's, that's fine. Um, yeah, I that'll think it's be a fun. good example of a match where you don't need this crazy, crazy motivation. You just need like a solid three or four weeks of good personal beef. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Perfectly fine with that. Um, yeah, I like that. That'll be fun. Um, and there's, I guess stakes. If you're saying Brian Danielson still trying to want them to team up. So there's kind of unofficial stakes. So it's I it's like a that. good level of like, yeah, personal stakes, like yeah. pride stakes. And like I'm watching this. I'm like, is Moxley seems like the kind of person that like if he beats him, won't want a team with him. You know what I mean? Unless it's a really, really crazy good match. Interesting. Yeah. But I'm it's it's hard to pick a winner here. It's going to be interesting to see what they do and then how that, you know. This is a great example of a match where, like, whoever wins and whatever happens, I'm going to be excited to see what they do next on Dynamite. So, yeah, yeah I'm into this. Yep. Nope. I agree. I agree. Uh, CM Punk, MJF, Dog Collar match. Pretty much already talked about that. That's uh, really hinges on the result, whether yeah. that's stupid or good. Um, <laughs> there's not really much else to say about that. Oh, be God. Funny. AJ Lee comes out and hits MJF and he loses by DQ or wins to by To be DQ. honest, that would be better. Well, I mean, then having Punk just beat him. Right. That's what I mean. Mm. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, potentially all-time classic or just, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right. The ladder match for the Mm. future TNT title match. So now it's no longer for a future world title match. It's for a future TNT title match. Uh, Keith Lee, Wardlow, Hobbs, Starks, Orange Cassidy, <laughs> and TBD. So there's another one. What? Who's going to be the other one? What I'm I'm What's seeing that? on Wikipedia it says versus Pack or Buddy Matthews. So maybe oh, they have okay. a match to 
gotcha. whoever wins that is in. Okay, so you know what is great? it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. All right, yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's a money in the bank match, and yeah. those are always fine. That's you know, you so, don't you don't need a big build for that. That's just a yeah. title shot. So sure. Well, I can't believe that they made it the TNT Championship. That ought, that yeah, is such a knock on this that's match bad. that yeah. I didn't even notice until you just said it. You want to know the best thing about it being for the mid card title? The two people who we know are actively chasing the mid-card title are in a meaningless six-man tag match earlier right. in the show. Right. Because we all know they're both going to get a shot anyway. Right. Why on earth would you not just make it for the regular title? Because you have a title match every other month on TV anyway. Right. Baffling. I don't know. Baffling choice there. Yeah. Um, also, it's inter- it's weird having Hobbs and Starks both in the match. It's a little strange. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh I didn't even mention I, I kinda mentioned this, but I didn't fully mention this. The 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 Buddy Matthews thing was the straw that broke the camel's back for me with people coming to AEW. Keith Lee was close, Buddy Matthews was fully. That's when I officially think this is dumb. Once he came in, I was like, Oh my goodness, y'all are WCW. Like this is so bad. This is so bad. I never gave two craps about Bunny Murphy ever in WWE. And now he's your 37th person you've debuted this year already. Why? Why are you here? Why? You bring nothing to this company. There's a million people. There's too many wrestlers here. Why are you here? It's not for me it's not even that cuz like I always thought he had potential and I would have liked to see him do something interesting and they just never did. So why do you bring him in and then put him in Malachi Black's 12-person Black Mist cult? Oh, like he is? I didn't even know that. Like That's even you dumber. immediately bring him in. Yeah, so they did this spot. It was a pretty fun spot. We're like on this week's episode of Dynamite. Like they're doing a beatdown of Pac and Penta. It's new Spooky Penta. He came out out of like a graveyard. He's spooky now. Okay. That's fine. I don't. I haven't been following his career, but apparently this is a thing he kind of does. He goes through different iterations of Penta. But um, that's fine. They're about to do a beatdown of them after the match, and the lights go out, and then they come back on, and Buddy Murphy's there or Buddy Matthews, and everybody's like, "Oh, Buddy Matthews!" And he kind of like takes a few steps into the middle of the ring, and is staring down Malachi Black, but then it's a fake out, and he beats up Pac and um, Penta, Penta Spooky. Mm-hmm. And the crowd's like, oh, no, and Malachi Black laughs. And I'm like, okay, you brought this guy in, and you immediately put him in the background of a Malachi Black promo for the next three months. Like, Who's another guy who you've okay. done nothing with since the Cody feud? Not really. It's no, but he, has, he does the spookums every week, Mark. He's, he's got an entrance and a little, a little antler thing and, and the mist, the yeah. Julia Hart. I don't yeah. know. Did that go anywhere? No, I don't yeah, know if they're going to go anywhere with didn't it. I think so. That's, you know. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, the match will be fine. Uh, you know, all those guys. Oh, yeah. It's those crazy car, car. Again, that's where you can do the stupid car crash garbage that they do every single week. Though. <laughs> but the problem is they do it every single week. So, yeah, it's, it's, it takes away from when they do this now. And that's, I don't think anyone understands that. And I think too many of the fans don't care. So they're just going to keep doing it. Um, all right. Uh, Cargill and Conti for the TBS championship match. I'm sorry. That match is going to be horrible. 
It might be they've the worst come, match of all time. They've gotten into this ter- territory. This is actually similar to WWE, which is kind of funny because Jade Cargill is probably the most WWE person on this entire roster. Yep. They've gotten to this point with Jade Cargill where I'm like, okay, well, she's not going to lose the title now. Nope. It's Ty Conti. She's, she's going to hold it for too, like six still, months. Apparently. Yeah, so she's going to hold it for like a while, so I'm not going to watch this match because it'll right. be – I'm sure it'll be fine, but – there hasn't been any build as far as I'm aware. She comes out and squashes someone every week, and that's fine. But yeah. they've done nothing to make me believe that Ty Conti's going to beat her. So She can't wrestle either. So have fun. It's not fun to watch. Her matches are so not fun to watch at all because she's not good, very good yet. So it's just very uninteresting. Uh, tag team match Jurassic Express, but they've done zero with since winning the titles versus mm-hmm. Red Dragon, who I keep having to remind myself who is Red Dragon. Um, <laughs> and then apparently another team. Yeah, this says TBD. I'm not sure how they determine Why? that. We should probably figure that out. So we're going to do two six man matches now. Yep. A six well, man one... match and a three tag team match. Right. So one is three on three and one is two on two on two. Totally Are they going to do the WWE tag te- or the old school tag team rules with uh, only two people are in the ring at a time? There's no way. It says three way tag team match. That's so the one that thing I hate mean. about old school wrestling. Like that was the thing back in the day that WWE continued to do. And it's the dumbest thing ever. The two people and you can tag anyone in. It's so stupid. I, I hate that. So they better do it with three people in the ring at once. That's Let better. me see. So here's the thing. You know what part of it is? Wait, do we know just, who who the other team is? Like who's up? That's for what it? I'm trying to figure out. Okay, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, do you know? Okay, let me see. Here's on Figure Four website. Okay, so while while I'm looking this up, like, here's what it is. Here's what it is. You can. I understand the like wanting to have matches that have stakes, but here's the thing. Oh no! You wait, can't, Harris. Uh, Sammy Guevara already wrestled Andrade for the TNT title on Rampage Friday. So he's just done back of the line. Like we're uh, just, I, but, but, he, but no, cause we're doing the tag team. <sighs> they're both involved. So they're still involved cause, uh, Hardy was involved and, okay. but yet Guevara still won. So okay. I don't care. Okay. So, anyway. okay, here's what we're doing. This is a couple weeks ago. Um, Tonight's Dynamite, it was announced two battle royals will take place over the next two weeks. The first is a standard tag team battle royal. The second, a casino tag royale, will be held the following Wednesday. The two teams that win those matches will advance to a three-way match at Revolution. Okay, See, here's here's what happens. And this is really interesting because, like, we used to complain all the time, like, oh, I would rather see, like, these teams be in a match for a reason instead of just, like, randomly picking a fight and getting it for free. And that's, you know, that's really annoying. But here's the thing. When you have play-in matches the week before the pay-per-view, you can't mm-hmm. build to anything for the nope. pay-per-view. This nope. is literally – this is two weeks ago. This is a poster that says Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus tag team champions standing next to four empty silhouettes for their challengers in yep. two weeks at the pay-per-view. And what they've done like every week, there's some tiny match with one stipulation that gets you into a title shot of some kind. But that just means that like week to week is just a scrum. Mm-hmm. Like the whole card feels like a battle royal because at any point somebody might just boop and win. 
So Red Dragon won this one. Okay, wait a minute. Look at this. This was the, the this one. was the battle royale. It was the one from la this past week. It was oh my gosh, Gun Club, FTR, uh, Red Dragon. 2.0, Young Bucks, Butcher and Blade, Best Friends, Santana and Ortiz, Private Party, Dark Order. So, is it just going to be the same people again with this one? Because who? there's no other tag teams. That's all of them. That was a lot of them. That's all that That's would be in a title match. So, they're just going to have the same teams wrestle again? At that point, you should have just done it like the diamond ring, and whoever the last two ones were left are the two teams. Yeah. That would make more sense than doing the same match two weeks in a row. That's the thing, dude. It is the same match. I don't... I don't know, man. And it would be one thing if there... And like, how's that maybe... any different? Because you're already doing it for now another multi-team title mm. match. Maybe they've done this, and I missed it. But it would be one thing if there was one team that had, like, consistent beef with Jurassic Express. Right. And they wanted to go get the title shot, like, to make good on that beef. I don't think anybody's – has anybody done anything with Jurassic uh, Express? When I they haven't first seen it. One, someone came out. It might have been Red Dragon. Now I don't remember. But someone, I think, came out initially. Uh, but not really – They've done nothing with Jurassic Express for a year except give them the titles. I mean, it's been very frustrating. But that's my point. They have too many people in this stupid show. that They can't even build up stuff with the people they already have. This is terrible. That's so bad. Mm. Jurassic Express deserves so much better. So much better. The uh, thing is, after all that, the match itself is probably going to be fire. I hope so. I mean, so. Red Dragon in and of themselves are both awesome. I've missed yeah. them since, you know, NXT went down the crapper. I don't know who they'll put in with them, but, like, that'll be a fun match. I just, Hopefully. you know, again. But that's the point. That's the problem with AEW. It's like, oh, mm. this will be a fun match. It's dumb, but it'll be fun. Anyway, uh, then we have the women's title match, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Boy, did they drop the ball on that. I'm going to be There's real, no real... build, Harris. None. This was one of the hottest things a year ago, and they no. decided to do nothing with it, and now Thunder Rose has done nothing but lose to be... I know she beat Mercedes, whatever, a couple weeks ago, so that's good, but she's lost to so many people now, and they've done nothing with this feud, really, so they're just like, all right, now we're doing the match, and you're like, now? Yep. Now? You ruined it. Like, I feel this similar to the, to the Page Omega match last year. It's like you had, you built this whole thing up for an extended period of time and then just nixed it for a while. Now his was a little different because he had a kid, so I get it. But, uh, and now we're just like, all right, now we're going to do it. It's like, no, man, you lost your momentum. Like, b build it back up. <sighs> this is children. I, I... Children are booking this. I agree it's in the um the punk MJF vein is what I was going to say because like if Thunder if they have a banger of a match and Thunder Rosa wins Thunder dude, Rosa super is badass, losing then like great I'm into it Thunder Rosa we, is losing 100% yeah, they haven't, Well and they haven't She's done already been to, primed to be the top quote unquote star who always loses She's yep. already been booked in that position Yep 
And so she's going to lose. And I'm sorry. She's Britt just going to be massively... Natalia, dude. She's going to yes, be AEW yes. Natalia. Oh, geez, yes. That's she should be the number one star in the whole company, uh, female-wise, without question. But they, for some reason, are obsessed with Britt Baker to a degree where they are destroying other wrestlers just for her. And it's not warranted. She's not that great. Like, she's fine. She's fine. Well, she is not great. And there's better wrestlers than her and better promos than her in this company. And they're not letting them. Okay. They've just made their decision. So here's the common theme. And I know we keep pounding on this. I am. I am going to be excited to watch this pay-per-view. I know it's hard to tell. But like here's the thing. When you don't build to anything and each week of this product feels the same, you do not ever believe that anyone can ever drop a title no. like there are a couple like there's some matches here like we just talked about moxley and danielson i am fascinated to see who wins that i can see either man winning and i'm fascinated to see how they both react to whatever the result is yeah um punk mjf i'm really like mjf needs to win that's the right choice but i you know like just in kayfabe like i feel like this is a good anticipated anyone's game match like i feel good about that We'll we'll get to this a little more when we talk about the main event. But are there any titles on the line that you feel like might be lost? No. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe uh, the tag team. Maybe. Yes. That's it. But even then, like, there's no for this one. Uh, TNT. We already talked about like Britt Baker's at that point. TNT is like, not well, even being wrestled for. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant TBS. It's, oh, okay. ugh, gotcha. Whatever. Britt Baker is in that Jade Cargill position where you're like, well, I just I haven't seen anything from the company to indicate right. that Thunder Rose is going to win this match because she has not been given any time nope. or platform to really do anything to make the case. Like the company has not made this match feel like a big deal. Nope. So which and I should care. This was a main event of the show a year yeah. a year ago. And uh, even before that, there was a there, there's been multiple iterations now of this feud and both the previous two were done well. Yeah. And this one has nothing like they've done nothing. It's well, like it's, they're just it's like they're just banking on the fact that it's been a feud before. That's literally I was going to say it's literally like Thunder Rosa going, hey, remember me? We're getting like that again. Yeah. And then they just go and right. then they just have a match like it doesn't it's feel not enough. Right. That's or, not how it works. <laughs> like even it's if Thunder Rosa match. wins, we're gonna be like, well, all right, I guess she'll have the title for a week. You know, it's like mm. it's not even gonna feel like an uh, that much of an accomplishment at this point. She just lost to Jade Cargill for the TBS title. Yeah, I know. A couple weeks ago, it's like, yep. Uh, so she's not good enough to win the secondary title, and now wins. You know, it's like it's just yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. <sighs> You nailed it, man. They're establishing her in the pecking order to be like the one B to everyone mm -hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Yep, they are. Yep. Who? Okay, who do you think? Let's speculate. We're almost do doing that with MJF. Okay, but again, I just think there's no way they screw that one up. There's just no way. But we, we already talked about that. I we say there's no moving. way Punk's losing. Twice brief to MJF. Brief speculation time. Who do you think eventually beats Britt Baker? Like who gets the hangman sort of like good as of right now? Nobody they've built nobody up to do that yet. <sighs> yeah, I'm trying to think it could be a number of people potentially, but not with the way the booking's gone now. Nobody 
going to say it's going to be like Ty Conti on a week's notice. That's what it is. Maybe. On, when, on Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, after Thunder Rosa loses. Oh, man. The, when Ty was Conti the last will, time? will lose a TBS title match and then get to win the women's okay, so, Something stupid well, this like is, that. This is honestly frustrating. I didn't mean to do this. I was about to say, okay, what was the last great, like, one-on-one feud that Britt Baker had where you felt like, oh, this person's really going to take it to her. But I'm pretty sure it was Thunder Rosa. It was. It was. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <sighs> so, the last great well, women's feud uh, was uh, Serena Deeb and, and Sheeta a few months ago. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. They put on really that. good matches. Yeah. Okay, well. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a good match, like bell to bell. It is. It's like a they, shame they, they have so many good women that. that they've just not treated like like good legitimate contenders now. Like 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 uh, like Hater, Jamie Hater should be a mm. top contender. She's that good, and she's just the side character who always loses. You know, it's she's already yep. been that. They have so many people like that where you're like, you have more talent here than you realize, dude. Miro. Is literally sitting at home because oh, creative yeah. has nothing for him. Forgot about him. They just, they just like, they got nothing. How do you, like, it, it's fascinating to watch them overinflate in real time. Because yep. every time I remember Miro wrestles for that Brian company, Cage. hasn't been on TV in a month, I get mad. Brian Cage was the same thing. I think he just mm. now came back, but he went on TV for like six months. And not because of injury or anything. Just yeah, not they there. To, they need to quit hiring people. It's bad. It's really bad. And then they're hiring Buddy Murphy. And you're just like, what is, what are you doing? Just stop. Okay, so let's continue this theme then. I mean, the only thing left is the main event, right? Yeah. I feel like we're going to say all the exact same things about this. Uh, now, now let me, okay, match. let me the say. Two of them on paper is real good. Yeah. I don't. They have at they least, they have at least been somewhat a thing for like a month or so now like the match yeah. has been determined quote unquote for like six weeks like it's been a while but they've done okay. so little of substance like they've done they, like they'll come out and talk and then red dragon will beat up paid like it's like mm. there's not any feud if that yeah. makes sense i couldn't tell you why they're wrestling other than there's a title involved I don't know what the stakes are in this match other than Cole, I guess, wants the title and is beating up Paige every week with his goons. There's no personal thing going on that I can see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing about this. Like the last time that I I missed an episode or two of Dynamite because things have been getting busy. But the last I mean, not that long ago, like a couple weeks ago, Hangman was feuding or not, you know, had a title match with Lance Archer and Adam Cole was feuding with Orange Cassidy. And the fact that, like, I can blink. And the Cole Orange the best- Cassidy match never the feud never ended as far as I can remember. Yeah, great. Sure. So, yeah, like <sighs> they just stopped at some point and then he was like in a title match. I don't even remember if Cole won like a number one contendership or anything. I don't think so. Yeah. See, like, that's the thing, man. And this could be so great if they had just, just give it like two months. Just, I you guess know, the story focus. is kind of page because the only story really has been Adam Cole kind of disrupting the elite, which is yeah. a good story. 
um, you know, with the Young Bucks and everything. And so yeah. I think that's kind of the story is Young Bucks maybe with Paige type thing, which again, there's like that, like there, there's, there's room there. Like that's not mm-hmm. a bad idea, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's really been harped on all that much as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the, it, it just kind of seems like it is what it is. And this is yeah. kind of a footnote in this Bucks Cole elite feud. Yeah, that sounds about right. Which I, I mean, is not what your title match should be. There's just so much. We're doing this thing, I think. Where like we, I you know we've we've followed this company for a while. We give them or are used to giving them some benefit of the doubt, and now mm-hmm. we're focusing on like the frustrations in the product. Yep. We are nitpicking to a certain extent, but we like are. there's just so much you could do with this because you can have Adam Cole saying, "Listen, I know I'm a world champion." That other place sure didn't think I was a world champion. I'm not messing around. I'm not getting into comedy feuds with the orange juice guy. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to take that belt because we need a real wrestler in charge here. And you have Hangman Page like proving that he's legit, that he's Mm -hmm. still got it, that he hasn't lost the step. And they just don't do that because they would rather like have every week of this product be the same. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like any of these stories are being told. Things just kind of happen. And here's the thing, and I've noticed this because I've watched some old wrestling this week. I actually, good lord, I'm watching the Mickey James Trish Stratus match at WrestleMania 22 <laughs> now, which is is certainly something. They're certainly going for it. But anyway, like there are a lot of things. Hey, uh, go re- go listen to that episode of Behind the Gorilla. <laughs> I did one on <laughs> Mickey James. <laughs> I Mark, did one on Mickey James. Oh, my word. They just like they didn't quite do this, but they almost transitioned straight from a shot of Trish's cleavage to Vince McMahon's cleavage backstage flexing, getting ready for his own match. Like it wasn't quite a direct (laughs) cut, but it was like two shots removed. That was incredible. Anyway, I think one thing you can tend to forget is like what you look back on is great wrestling matches. A lot of them didn't have great week to week builds, but they had a great video package and a great match. And that's all anyone remembers. It's fair. So I hope I hope that's, you know, I hope that's what this show is, because on paper, there's a ton of great matches and great potential. I think in the long term, I don't see any reason to believe this company gets any better at like building to anything to make anything seem significant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you make every week of Dynamite must watch TV. I know you say every week of Dynamite is must watch TV, but when you really unplug all the stops every week then nothing special, you know? Exactly. Exactly. When every, yeah, when everything's special, nothing's special. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's, oh, it's just, you know, it is, it, it this is, this is a, this pay-per-view is a perfect example of AEW in a nutshell over the past year and a half, mm, bunch of yep. great matches on paper. That'll probably be mostly really good wrestling matches, Yeah. but there's not really any reason to care past that it's all very surface level stuff there's very little depth no i take that back there's zero depth to AEW right now most of it yeah and you feel like i'm gonna segue this into the next thing i want to talk about like the the energy and like the drive and a lot of the trust that i had for them to do like a more old school style of professional Mm -hmm. wrestling storytelling just quit the company yeah. And I'm really curious to see what happens next. So, Mark, 
what do you what do you think they're gonna have Cody do in WWE? I don't know. <laughs> uh, apparently that's the rumor. Uh, apparently that rumor's cooled off a little bit over the past week. Um, I have heard that. I, I don't even know because I don't understand if you're Cody Rhodes, why you would think going to WWE would be any in any way, shape, or form better. Because again, we've just spent this whole episode shitting on AEW, which is fully warranted. But it doesn't mean WWE is doing anything any better. Uh, like they're not. There's I mean, far it, less interest in what's going on in WWE aside from just, oh, it's WrestleMania, which is fine. That is a thing in and of itself, sure. But as far as like an individual matches, a show standpoint, there's nothing interesting really going on in WWE either. I mean, it's it's significantly stupider. It's just like, why would you think that would be an improvement? So I will, I mean, that's the, that's the thing, right? With Cody specifically, like, he can't be stupid enough to think they're actually going to put the world title on him, right? Because I'm sure right. Vince would have said that. But he has to know. Like, what, he, what, what it has to be is like, oh, okay, well, if I'm not going to have creative control since that's what I really want, I can do mid-card stuff there too. Get right. paid ten times as much and whatever, you I know? I guess. Maybe, I guess too. But I, like, the only you, other like, thing I can think of – hang on. The only other thing I can think of is with Cody – Definitely moving towards the post wrestling mm. element to his mm-hmm. career mm-hmm. in a big, big way. There's a much better pipeline to that from WWE than there is AEW, like mm-hmm. significantly. So, if that's the goal at yep. this point, like, a, all right, screw it. I've done this. I've made wrestling better. I've done my, you know, but now that's right. gone. Right. All right, well, let me just continue. Let me just focus on my basically post wrestling career. And that is that would make much more sense going to a mm-hmm. WWE. So that's the only that's the only thing I can think of that would make really any sense with that move. Yeah, I mean, the I the best case scenario, like realistic best case scenario I mean, his, I mean, to be honest, his goal is, uh, as far as I know, he, his goal is literally to get into like running for office. Yeah. Places. He did and that. and I, literally I Kane that. did that. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been a pipeline of wrestlers from WWE <laughs> oh, to do that. Uh, oh, Jesse boy. the Body Ventura. That's you know, true. It, Donald hap- Trump. WWE Donald Hall Trump. Yeah, yeah. D- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm just saying it, it, you know, that part makes sense. Um, so, but wrestling wise, it makes no sense. That's true. I I hadn't considered that like wrestling wise. I mean, the, the best case scenario is that he has a great run with the intercontinental title and we get one or two programs on the caliber of like dashing Cody Rhodes. That's the best case scenario. You mean undashing Cody Rhodes? Well, yeah, all that. Yeah. All of that. The worst case scenario is also pretty funny, and that's that he's fighting for the 24-7 title within, like, three months. As Stardust. Yeah, as Stardust, <laughs> quits in two years when his contract <laughs> expires and shows up again on Dynamite where, you know, world champion MJF is like, hey, dummy, like, how'd that work out for you, you mm-hmm. moron? I don't know what you thought was going to happen. Yeah. And either way, it's going to be pretty entertaining. I'm enjoying it for, like, like a lot of things that might be happening in the world right now. I'm like, oh, this is probably not, like, actually good, but it is tremendous content. So at least it we is. got that going on. We got stuff to talk about. 
Yeah, I I don't know, man. Like, there's been examples of people leaving and coming back, you know, making themselves mm-hmm. bigger stars. Mm-hmm. But I was reading an article and it was saying, you know, the, the two main ones are Drew McIntyre and Bobby mm. Lashley. Mm. Who, But the, the difference between those two and Cody Rhodes is those two were handpicked Vince McMahon wet dreams to start off with. And then they just didn't quite pan out because they weren't ready yet or whatever. Right. It wasn't a guy who Vince McMahon never cared anything about. You know, I'm trying to think of any example of something like that happening. Maybe, I mean, and I can't, I can't really think of that happening. I mean, you can think of examples of people internally doing that. There's a couple, you know, there's CM Punk, Mm -hmm. there's Daniel Bryan, there's Mm -hmm. Chris Jericho. None of those people were cared about by Vince McMahon to start off with and all ended up being huge people. So, I mean, it, it, it happens. But as far as this specifically, the not being someone leaving and coming back, I can't think of anyone where that's happened. I mean, here's the okay. If that's your your benchmark, congratulations, Cody Rhodes. You're now Jinder Mahal. Like, yeah. great job. <laughs> that's, that's it. A that's good the only point. Other yeah. comparison. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, world champion. Yeah, technically true. And that's the thing. Like, you think of I I I stole this from another wrestling writer. I don't remember who, but like. There's a non-zero chance that Vince McMahon like can't resist putting Cody Rhodes on television with the title to say this is the only world championship that yep. I care about, you know, yes. or something like just yeah. to spike the football. Like I could see that happen. Yeah, me too. But that's not like a long-term Cody Rhodes. You're going to be creatively fulfilled here, right? Move like it's it's just not. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe they let him do the Stardust story, and he comes back as Stardust and then has a mental break and has to go out and find himself. I don't know, man. I don't think it's going to be great, whatever it is, but I'm interested to see what it is. I'll give him that. At a high level, listen. So I know you don't care about this, but I'm going to talk about it briefly, and it's WrestleMania season, so, you know, whatever. You'll hear me talk about it again. What they've done with Roman Reigns as a character is very good. Like, he is genuinely great. But <laughs> they've put him in the main event with Brock Lesnar again, and everybody and their brother knows that, like, well, the best case scenario here is that Brock Lesnar wins the title in the main event of WrestleMania. Nobody wants to see that. So nobody cares what happens in the main event again for like the fourth year in a row. Like, they have built Roman Reigns up as this demigod so much to the point where you're like, okay, well, it's going to be like a year before anyone even comes close. Mm -hmm. So you just check out. If they had Cody Rhodes come out the next night and challenge Roman to a title program, like, I would watch that. That would be a lot more compelling than anything they've given Roman to do in the last year. I don't think they're going to do that. But that would at least be something different because that's like. I don't know. WWE has the opposite of a problem almost in that like they have, they are building up to Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns as this like clash of the Titans thing. And they make it feel like a huge deal, except they've made it feel like a huge deal like the last six times. Right. <laughs> right. I was about to say it was like uh, this is this will be what the third WrestleMania between yeah. the two. And so the didn't build- they just wrestle in Saudi Arabia also? No, okay, let me tell you about Elimination Chamber, Mark. Let me tell you about this, because I I watched two matches, okay? And one of them, 
I watched hoping it was going to be good, and I think it was. Like, Roman Reigns Goldberg in a vacuum, real good match. Like, yeah, it was about okay, good. five minutes long. Perfect. And the story is like, look, Goldberg is a big, strong hoss. He's going to hit a couple spears out of nowhere. But he's also 68 years old, and he can't beat the WWE champion in his prime. Right. So, like, he he tried to get him up for a jackhammer. Or maybe it was a it was a spear. I don't remember. Roman catches him in a guillotine and just chokes him out and like wins that way. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, that was good. Like it was like five minutes long. Everybody hit their spots. Goldberg looked explosive. You beat him with a submission, whatever. He doesn't have to get pinned or tap out. Okay, cool. Like that was really fun. I wish it didn't happen on you know the weird non-canon blood money pay per view. That's a little uncomfortable, <laughs> but just bell to bell. Like that was a real good time. Just do that. That was fun. I liked that. Um, and then, okay, the elimination chamber. So the chamber match is for the title. Roman holds the universal title. The chamber match is for the WWE title. Everybody and their brother is like, okay, well, they're going to have Brock Lesnar fight Roman Reigns. So is he going to lose the chamber match and then go have a title match at WrestleMania? Probably not. He's probably going to win. And they're going to do like a title versus title thing because they only have two people in this company that they like at all, apparently. Yep. That's true. <laughs> that is true. It's so true. And they only have two women that they care about too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but anyway, so they start the match. There's a couple, you know, it's, it's, it's going pretty well. There's a couple people in the match who like, you know, aren't going to win, but are at least like interesting or you would like to see, like have a run and make something happening in the lead up to WrestleMania. And then they have a spot. I'm trying to think. I think there's only there's only two people left in their pods, right? So you start with four in the pods, and then gradually they come in. The only people left in their pods at this point are Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. They do a buckle bomb spot or like a, a, a power bomb spot where somebody, I think it might be Austin Theory, gets thrown into Bobby Lashley's pod. The glass just pops out like it's a toy. Yeah, that you happens know, that all the time. Proof. Yeah, oh yeah, all the time. But they built the spots around it first this time. So Austin Theory gets thrown through the pod, smashes into Bobby Lashley, and then Bobby Lashley kayfabe cracks his head on the back of the cage, gets escorted out by the doctors, and they're like, yeah, he's just done. He's not coming back. So we're going to have a new champion. You know, they do that whole thing. Yay. (laughs) So Wow. How (laughs) original and how interesting. (laughs) <laughs> Let's immediately so, just take away the intrigue right off the bat. And they don't even like, uh, well, yeah, there's that, but they don't even like have someone else come out and take his place or anything like that, like, which would have been at least a surprise. So then it's, it's kind of like a mini rumble, right? Like there's a countdown and the lights go boom, 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 and then picks one person at random. Yeah. I'm using finger quotes there. So it picks Bobby Lashley's empty pod. And apparently, this is what I read, the actual actual shoot plan for the match was for Bobby Lashley to get hurt, leave, his pod gets picked, and then nothing happens for five more minutes until Brock Lesnar comes in. And theoretically, like, everyone gets a chance to wrestle a little longer or something. Brock Lesnar, uh, this is the story, Brock Lesnar on his own said, fooey on that, I want to go home, kicked his way out of his own pod, and then came in hit an F5 on everyone and pinned everyone. If he didn't eliminate the four other people in the match, I would bet a hundred. He at least eliminated three. He eliminated at least half the field. 
if not all of them, within the span of like four minutes. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Brock Lesnar just saying, if I'm just going to go beat them all up, why am I going to wait five more minutes? Let me just go do it. Like that was a good decision. <laughs> I agree. Uh, no, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I. He's the only one booking this match who had a good decision. Apparently, the story that came out is Bobby Lashley jacked his shoulder up when he actually fought Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. And so they needed to get the belt off him, but they wanted him to look strong. So they said, hey, how about so you him bonking his head on the back of a plastic piece of uh, yep. pod is the way yep. to make him look strong. And then Brock Lesnar comes out and just buries everybody with that golden shovel just immediately. That like, Rollins, makes no. perfect sense. You really like, made Bobby Lashley look strong, guys. You could have had like Matt Riddle steal a win and shake up the WrestleMania scene. Like if you told me Matt Riddle and Randy Orton were fighting at WrestleMania for a title, like that would be fun. I wouldn't. Sure. It wouldn't be the main event, but that would be cool. But no, we're gonna have Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar with both titles on the line. So we're going to unify the titles and then have Roman Reigns ruling as the God King of wrestling on both brands for a year until he can fight the rock at WrestleMania in Los Angeles. And is the plan for him to lose to the rock? Probably. Or are we going to do this for another year? It probably is. You might be right. Oh, it's just, it's fascinating, Mark, because they can make things feel like a big deal and like build to things periodically. No, they if can't. They, cared they about, pretend well, they, to. If That's the whole thing. They're about, like Disney. WWE is like Disney. Like they have all this formula. Don't, and they, don't they you follow, dare give Vince McMahon that compliment. And they That's follow, all he wants. It's not a compliment. <laughs> and uh, they have all this formula that has been established over decades. And they, they their whole goal is to just play with the emotions and make dog crap seem like a big idea by emotionally Mark, manipulating just, the audience. That's just storytelling, Mark. <laughs> no, no, there's a difference because the problem is that they'll say this is the biggest thing of all time and I have all this grand music and you're sitting there and you're like, wait a minute. No, this is a piece of crap. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's what not, it's turned like, into. They it's don't lazy. Have, there's not a person on the roster I can see beating Roman Reigns. And like I said, like he as a he, he's a great heel champion character. He genuinely is. That's where everything stops with that company. Like they have nothing. They have no plans. Yep. Everybody, it's just one big mid card after that. They're still oh they they're running with the face Ronda Rousey versus heel Charlotte feud, which will be fine, but is such a letdown compared to what they could be doing. I thought that's what and you that's, wanted. No, I wanted her to fight Becky. Are you kidding? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I, okay. that would have well, been yeah, incredible. Sure. Yeah, of course. Well, okay. Okay. Hey, like, okay. In their limited defense, uh, face Charlotte versus heel Ronda Rousey would be worse. That's I'll what I mean. That. That's what I'm, okay. that's what I was talking about. God. Oh man. That'd be heinous. Oh yes. man. Anyway, I mean, we, Bianca Belair is fighting Becky Lynch for the other title. That's going to be great. Sure. Bianca Belair's money. There's not, there's just nobody on the roster that I feel like they're doing anything with. Oh, but you know, it is what it is. So that's your WrestleMania uh, WWE update, everybody. Yay. I'm really interested to see what kind of reception that gets at WrestleMania. But you know, some of it'll be good. Okay, let me just. Uh, okay, what what is this uh, Champa and Finn Balor thing? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, apparently they're a tag team. 
sure. I, I guess mean, they're, they're on gonna... NXT. No, he. I. They've interacted. Ciampa was on commentary on Raw. Once, yeah, they, no, they wrestled on Raw, but apparently mm-hmm. they're still NXT. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they, pest, they wrestled each other on NXT. I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I got to start watching NXT 2.0 so I know what's going to happen in the future. But no, I don't. I mean, they made it clear that they don't take either of those wrestlers seriously. So I'm not going to get emotionally invested in what they're doing because it's just going to get stupid. I mean, that's okay. So I guess they're feuding Balor and Champa. Sure. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's good. I like probably that. two years too late, but yeah, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chad Gable and what's his name are a heel tag Otis. team apparently, which yeah, is that's pretty interesting. I like that. Otis, Otis is funny. Alpha Academy. That's the whole thing. Like yeah. he's the brains and Otis is the brawn. That's pretty fun. That's interesting as a heel tag team. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. I'm just looking at the card from raw and it's just weird. So I'm like, I don't know who, what, they I don't had, understand um, any of this. Yeah. It is fun to jump back in and be like, wait, who is this? They got in a feud. I didn't see this, but I read about it. They got in a feud. Randy Orton and Matt Riddle are a tag team. Yeah. Is, they've been a tag team for 47 years. Yeah. Well, that's, I, there's a good odd couple chemistry there. And like when they fight one-on-one, that could be really good. Why is Kevin Owens with Seth Rollins? Um. Oh my word. Have you heard about the other match they're going to do? Have you heard about this? No. Clearly not. Oh, my word. Okay. Well, so this will not change anything that we said about this company. It will just reaffirm that they're creatively bankrupt, but it's going to be a banger. So I don't know why he's with Seth Rollins. He's going to turn on Seth Rollins at some point because that's what he does. Everyone knows that. I don't really know how that's going to play out. But a couple weeks ago, Kevin Owens started or finished every promo by trashing the state of Texas where WrestleMania is going to be held. Yeah, it's in I Cowboy Stadium. That. And everyone was like, that's a little weird. Why would he do that? And then the rumor that came out is they've been asking Stone Cold Steve Austin for the last six months if he can come back and do a match at Dallas WrestleMania. <sighs> everyone said, oh my God, he's going to fight Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. I don't know how Seth Rollins plays into that. I don't don't understand. They might be complete cowards about it and have like him and Seth Rollins fight Austin and somebody else in a tag team, which is also a terrible idea. Is there a more WWE story than that, though? Like, uh, we've got The Undertaker going in at WrestleMania. He's going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, We put all our chips on Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, so nobody cares about anybody else on the roster anymore. Wait a minute. WrestleMania is in Dallas again? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Jerry it in World, Dallas baby. like five years ago? Last time yeah. Roman Reigns won? Yep. yep. Oh. Yeah. Wasn't that where yep. he retired the Undertaker, uh, Russell the Undertaker? Was that the one or was it no, one that of the was Lesnar Orlando. ones? That was Orlando. So it was the, one of the, the other Lesnar. It was one of the other Lesnar. It was the, the Triple Lesnar. H one. Oh, the it Triple was H, H Triple H. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple yeah, 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 H won yeah. the Royal Rumble, won the title, That's and what then it was. babyface Roman. Fought heel Triple was. H for 35 minutes in front oh, of yeah. 100,000. That was very the first WrestleMania where they decided not to put numbers on it anymore, right? Where yeah. It was just it was WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I was like, I yep. swear they were just there. Yep. Ugh. Yep. I hate everything here. So. Oh, man. That's going to be interesting. I'm going to watch Starcade 85 again just to feel alive. <laughs> The greatest watching, wrestling uh, show of all time. I picked 22 at random, and there's some real... 22's fine. It has Ray Mysterio winning the title. 
Correct. It's fine. But there's some real clangers on here. It's not Again, great. it's fine. Man, like when your Undertaker match is Mark Henry in a casket match? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Less than uh, great. Uh, all right. We got anything else? I got I to gotta get dinners going soon. I know. All right. No, that's Great it. work, everyone. Follow us on this... Twitter at behind underscore gorilla for nothing. And then uh, on Instagram for even more of nothing behind underscore gorilla. Woo. And uh, yeah, me on Twitter at Marky Mark brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. You got it. What time is it? Uh, I'm trying to think this time next week. Will revolution be on? Revolution will be about to start. Is it They'll Sunday? Probably... Yeah, it's on Sunday. It's oh. really irritating. Yeah, Sunday at 8. So you're probably not going to get a recap next week. Probably not. But you'll get one two weeks after that when, you know. <laughs> yeah, MJF. next week I'm going to be driving all over the state of Colorado and then doing that again the next weekend. So who knows? That's exciting. Who knows? But yeah, we'll 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 talk about something. I don't know. If MJF loses, we might have to like do an emergency show on Monday, <laughs> and that's all that the show is. Yep. And then then wait two weeks to actually talk about the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That'll be yeah. We'll we'll cover the big steps, you know. <sighs> Man. All right. That does it. Thanks for listening, guys. This is behind the gorilla. Talk to you next time.